Back to the Jack Zayner Show. Uh, thanks for tuning in. Hopefully you stay for the whole time, but not a lot of people have time to sit down and listen to Jack Zayner talk. So the whole point uh, that you've tuned in so far is very, very nice, especially how the first minute was just me fixing the music. That's really nice of you. So thank you for that. Whew. Man. What a great, what a great record, bro. Jesus is King. Kanye is so... Man, dude. He's so intelligent. With everything he does. I mean, he's not a very good lyricist. Uh, I mean, he's a good lyricist, but he's not the best to ever do it. I'd argue that, like, uh, in New Age, it's got to be... It's not even Tyler, the creator. It's, for me, it's Corday. I'm like, I like a lot of Corday's new stuff. Uh, excited for that album. Sinister just dropped. Where, what he did with uh, Lil Wayne. That was pretty cool. But anyway, Kanye, man, he's a genius, dude, and he knows it, and people hate Kanye because he knows he's great. People are like, oh my god, Kanye, you know, and you love him or you hate him, that's the thing with Kanye. I love him, because I, I feel like, to an extent, I'm like Kanye, not, maybe not like as great as Kanye, of course, but with that whole creative mind thing, and uh, he has that thing where he correlates colors with uh, with like music and different things he does. My God, that's loud! But he correlates colors with like music, and I do that too, and that's. That's a lot of the reason why Shades of Blue is called Shades of Blue. Because I was feeling those colors. 
This this crazy thing about because <laughs> it's such a foreign concept to so many people. Pe a lot of people can't correlate, you know, colors with uh, sounds and stuff. But I find myself doing that, and then I put them into almost categories. Like, oh, this feeling is green, or this feeling is yellow, and I correlate different emotions with different colors. Uh, a lot of people would think, uh, like, blue would be sad. And sometimes blue is sad, but for me, it symbolizes love. And, like, people are like, oh, well, wouldn't red symbolize love? You think, you know, you'd think it would be, but it's not. Red symbolizes anger for me. Uh, which is also a very, you know, generalized group. So when I think of red, I think of, uh, like, Rage Against the Machine and, and like, more heavier bands and stuff like that. Uh, I think about, like, bad moments in my life where I was very angry, either with people or myself, and I'm, I take that and I'm like, oh, well, that's red. And this love that I have for a person is blue. And, man, what would green be? Like, green's a lot with nature. Because uh, I love nature. I love getting outside. And I correlate a lot of that with green. Which is a... A bit like a stereotypical color correlation. Correlation. Jesus. Man. But when I heard Kanye had that, I was like, man... That makes sense. Because I'm not very good at producing. And Kanye is wonderful at producing. I think Kanye is the best to ever do it. When it comes to producing. He has such a beautiful... Uh, just, just an idea of melody. And the pentatonics he uses. And the melodies he uses. And it's, it all flows together. And it's like, man. it's like Some of, like, some of it gives me goosebumps. Other songs, they make me cry. I remember Jay-Z made some dope beats, man. He made that 444. That made me cry. The first time I listened to it, I was like, man. Oh, my gosh. No. 444, I, I recommend it. It's like, it's a great, it's a great instrumental, even. Uh, Jay-Z, 444, but... I realized... I have a lot of these vinyls, but I, like, half of them I didn't listen to all the way through when I first got them. Like, and I hate to collect vinyl and not listen to it. I think that's another reason why I'm doing the podcast. So I can sit down and listen to the music and I can also, you know, get off, you know, get stuff off my chest. Uh... <laughs> Man, this is this is a rough podcast. I'm sorry, but it's raw. You're in the moment with Jack Zayner, so you never know what's gonna happen. Some days, some days, and some podcasts are gonna be good. 
Uh, and some of them are going to be boring as hell. And those are the ones that like people are going to click off. And I understand that completely. Uh, my goal with this is to interview people. You know? Not just my sister. Like, I want to... <laughs> I want to interview people that are interested. Not that my sister's not interesting. Because, uh, my God, is she interesting. <laughs> She's something else. But, I mean people that are changing the world. Like, who I always wanted to interview was uh, Joe Rogan. You know. Because he's been podcasting. Since 2009. And on his first like. His first podcast. Like 115 people tuned in. And now he is the biggest podcaster in the world. And I just want to. Like talk to him about that journey you know. Because he's so used to. Well this is what I feel like this. Like he's so used to. uh, Interviewing people. That I feel like. He would. I'm not saying. That he is, by any means, but I feel like he'd miss people being interested in what he's doing. And of course he gets that on the podcast, but you don't get that exclusively. Because usually it's exclusively about the person you're interviewing. Uh, not exclusively about you. So I feel like he needs that treatment sometimes. Because everybody needs that sometimes. Just to see how they're doing and how their life's going. That's a crazy... That's a crazy thing. Because, like, everybody needs that. Everybody needs checked up on. I, li- I like the idea of uh, checking up on my friends and seeing how they're doing. And that can get annoying, of course, but it's better than nothing, you know? It's better than, you know, sitting there and being alone and your friends don't, like, don't like you or something. And then you're like... Use this gospel, baby. God. That's awesome. I love Kanye, dude. I really do love Kanye. Uh, Not to an unhealthy degree. And if he does some dumb shit, it's some dumb shit, you know? I'm not gonna glorify his dumb shit. I see that with a lot of music fans, like Cardi fans. Are like, oh, oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, and I like Cardi. You know, I've grown, Cardi's grown on me. But I'm not like a, a fan. What does he call his fan bit? Like vamps? Like vampires? Or something? Uh, and he's the king vamp, you know? And, uh, when the vamp's outside, little bitch, you better be ready. Uh, God. People listen to music and they're like, ah, oh, and it's all about, like, there's two categories. I see it in small children. They're either dancing or they're singing. And when they're singing, the vocals matter. And when they're dancing, the beats matter. And of course, it's got like it's good to have a, a good balance of those two. I'm more of a beats guy, and that's why I like 
uh, people like Lil Wayne or Tyler Creator or or of course Kanye um, and like Cardi even. It's not all about the voice. Uh, people don't like Tyler's voice because it's too uh, it's too gritty for him. Uh, but I don't look at that aspect. Of course, I love Brent Fiez and I love Bryson Tiller and I love uh, like Taylor Swift and Adele. Adele's a huge one for me. I was I was kind of disappointed with the album, but I still took it. I took it with open arms and I was like, man, this is all right. You know, this is there's some good there's some good stuff on there, and I enjoy listening to those like beautiful voices. Like Frank Ocean, man, is a huge one, and uh, like Don Tolliver even. Uh, how Don Tolliver like he's so melodic with his, uh, like he's so melodic with his vocals, and he brings it into. I think he's married to Caliuchis. My God, she's. She's beautiful. And she can sing beautifully. I'm that like she's a great singer. Uh Allison Pointer. Oh my god, bro. There's so many good singers out there. And I enjoy that aspect of music, but I rather listen to uh like the funky the funky shit Al Green does. Or Huey Lewis in the news. Like I find myself sometimes listening to that. Not for the vocals. But for the beats, because it's just, oh, it lights, it lights up in my head, like different things. Lord Huron's a big one with like the guitar and Hoosier's a big one with the guitar. And I love those melodies. I love those, that guitar work, Jose Gonzalez, and I'll name, you know, I'll name artists forever. So I'll stop there. But, uh, it's, it's. Mainly for me, it's about how it all flows together. So when I hear, use this gospel, uh, I'm not thinking about Kanye singing. I'm thinking about the how everything flows together with him singing. So basically, he's singing. That's awesome. I like that. And I like how that sounds. But the the horns blowing in the background and like the, the synths and the piano and the beautiful like do-do-do-do, you know. That's what matters. That's what is awesome to me. And I'm going to get up and I'm going to flip the vinyl. I remember this album being a lot longer. There we go. Alright. Oh, I like a lot of artists. And uh my friend brought up a great point that uh you know there's so much music that oh, okay, a little loud. Sorry. Oh, I have like OCD a little bit. But my friend brought up a great point that he's going to listen to so much music in his life that he's going to die finding new music. And that's so true because there's so much music out there. Because uh, it's such a great art form. 
I think I think it's the best art form. That's my opinion, but I can back up that opinion with like the fact that uh like a lot more people listen to music than, you know, go and go to an art museum. Or or a lot more people listen to music than to uh Oh my god, I'm blanking on all art forms here, other than art and music. But, like, people are more likely to be subject to music in their life than they are an art piece. So, when I think of, uh, uh, what, uh, Van Gogh or Picasso, I, I don't know a lot. Like, I know Starry Night, you know, the big one. But when I think of, um... When people think of Mariah Carey around this time, all I want for Christmas is you. Because they've heard it. Or they think of uh, Miley Cyrus, they think of Wrecking Ball. Or what's the other one she did? Like Party in the USA, I think she did. People like immediately gravitate to that. Usher? Uh, Usher did uh, Yeah? Everybody knows that. Not everybody, of course, but a lot of people know that. But when I say Starry Night... Uh... Uh, Leonardo DiCaprio? Like, come on. Not a lot of people know that. That's sad, too, because you you sit there and you're like, man, well, I know that. Of course. And a lot of people do know that. Oh, no. Am I right about that? Man, that'd be so funny if I'm wrong about that. Hold on. I might have to re- restart the whole, uh, okay, it was Van Gogh, okay, because <laughs> I was going to restart the whole podcast, that would be humiliating, oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, like Van Gogh, okay, but I did know that Van Gogh, I just second-guessed myself, but some people don't know that, some people sit there, and they're like, oh, uh, well, that's, Obviously, that's obviously a Picasso, but I, like, I look at a painting and I know it's a Picasso, but I don't know the name of it. And, gosh, what's a... I don't know how that sounds for you guys, so I apologize if it's... Oh, wait, it's probably not. Yeah, but, like, uh, when you think of literature... I have I have uh, read so many books. Uh, I've read Pride of Prejudice like three times, I think. Uh, and I still don't know who wrote it. And that's different for everybody. Uh, of course, like, of course, cinema's a big one, like movies. Uh, people, like, when they think, oh, say hello to my little friend. They don't know what movie that's from, some people. And it's like, what? You don't know, like, Scarface? And they think it's called Scarface. Uh, which, which is, uh, let's make sure I'm.
Sorry, I was listening. But I think uh, when you think of literature and you think of cinema and you think of uh, painting and sculpting, I think you think of music a lot more than you think of those forms of art. And I think that's why it's the best art form. I'm not saying that uh, that it's not... It doesn't take the same amount of work. I mean, sculptors are insane, dude. They'll sit there for three, four days not sleeping. Because, like, the wrinkle on the guy's balls isn't, like, isn't defined enough. And they'll sit there with their t a tiny chisel, like, poking at this, like, sculpture's nutsack, dude. Just to get it. And it's like, that's crazy to me. It takes such an attention to detail. Uh, and I think paintings are ruined nowadays. Because you could just paint a square and on a white canvas and call it art and sell it for $13,000. And the people that are really good artists... Like, I know a girl uh, that graduated and she was a wonderful... I mean, she still is a wonderful artist. Uh... But, like, the competition is so whacked out for art now. And so I when, I when I think of, like, how she could do great art, and then uh, somebody could sell, like, a square painted on that white canvas for $13,000, I'm like, how does that compare? And if that's what we're going with, then some of her art has to be sell sold for, like, $50,000, $500,000, because it's just the attention to detail. It's not about emotion. Of course, art is about emotion, but you can't market that emotion. Can you, though? Isn't that what art is? Is marketing emotion? Because you get an emotion from when you look at a painting. And I think of people that draw animals. I'm like, God damn, because I could never draw an animal. I could try my best to draw a person, and I'm not a, I'm not an artist. I've tried it multiple times with, throughout my life, and I, I don't like doing it because I'm not good at it. And I tend to gravitate towards things that I can do instead of can't, which is un unhealthy to an extent. But, uh, but when I think of art and how it is now, uh, of course, it conveys emotion. You can see it in the canvas, but I think the effort has to play a role, too. It can't just be, oh, well, this uh, square means, you know, uh, how I feel in a society that's falling apart. Like, no, that's you painted a blue square. Maybe that's how you were feeling, but you did not put much effort into expressing that. And, like, some people draw, like... Uh, crowds of people and forming a circle around one person and they're cr like crying in a in the middle like and that's that's how you feel alone in society i forgot what that painting is but it's it's crazy uh even the guy with the apple for a head i forgot what that's called i forgot the artist but that has some attention to detail that's beautiful self-portraits that are really wonderful my sister's a great artist well, I see some of my sister's, like, drawings and stuff. I'm like, man, I can never compare to that. Because that, she does such a good job with those. Uh, and I feel like like she takes it as a hobby. Uh, and it is a hobby. You know, art is a hobby. Uh, all forms of art are a hobby. It's very hard to make it in the music world. Uh, 
because it's hard to make a career at a hobby. Uh, but if you're lucky enough, you can get really rich off of it. Um, but that's exactly what it is, luck. You have to be in the right place at the right time. Mm. But yeah, I have a lot more respect. Oh man, sorry. I have a lot more respect for artists than I do. Uh, oh, not artists, like painters and sculptors than I do for uh, like mu musicians sometimes. Uh, but it all depends on how much effort. Because Kanye... Uh, like Joe Schmo can put together like, oh, a mega fart noises and he just like eats three bean burritos and farts into a microphone for four hours and he can call it art. You can call it music, but then you have Kanye who flows it all together and spends hours at a time and goes to these different places to experience and have like a spiritual awakening just so he can make more music. That's effort. Tyler, the creator, how he sits there and he makes these beautiful beats. If you've ever listened to Tyler, the creator's beats, uh, even through Bastard, even through Goblin, he had these beats that were beautiful. And the, the, like, the shit he said on Bastard and Goblin was disgusting. It was all shock rap. It was all, like, it was all the stuff that you couldn't say. And he was saying it because he grew up, uh... He grew up in the industry that, you know, you could say those things and then everybody was like, whoa, what the hell? He's different, you know? And that's what's cool about Tyler to me. Uh, not to, you know, uh, you know, dick ride, <laughs> essentially. But if you, like, you you can hate Tyler, the creator, and the way he raps and the things he says. Because he says some screwed up stuff. But if you think about it, you if you sit there and listen to Igor, if you sit there and listen to Flower Boy, if you sit there and listen to his newest, Call Me If You Get Lost, even Cherry Bomb, all of those have beautiful beats. Fucking Young, uh, beautiful. So beautiful. Rihanna, uh, like, was like, he, Rihanna thought that was the best thing he ever did. Uh, and it was, really, listening to it. It's so diverse and it's so long, and you can just uh, put so much stuff into that song, uh, and it's so beautiful. It's it's man, a lot of stuff's beautiful. We have everything we need. We have everything we need. Oh, that's beautiful. Wow. This is one of his best albums. I'll say that. People don't like saying that because it's a Christian album. And people aren't open to uh, saying religions. Religious albums are really good. Uh... Because that wouldn't be fair for everyone else, which makes no sense. Because I don't care if, you know, Kanye was like a, a Buddhist or a, a Satanist even. If he can make something like that, 
Like, that's crazy. Like, we just listened to the whole thing. And it is that good. Like, and Kanye is one of those people where he sits there and he's like, oh, well, I'm going to make something extremely good. Uh, and then everybody's like, all right, Kanye, you know? Uh, all right, well, everybody hates you, so how are you going to come back from that? Because, like, when he wrote, uh, when he created and sculpted uh, uh, My Beautiful Twisted Dark Fantasy, I believe it was called, um, that shit was at the pits of just despair for him. Because he was doing all that crazy stuff, like, uh what what did he say like uh george bush doesn't care about black people and he was uh he had that tussle with the paparazzi um but it was also he was still finding himself because he wrote 808s and heartbreaks about um his girlfriend broke up with him and his mother died and he put that a lot on himself uh because you know the whole uh, she went in for, I think it was liposuction, and she died in surgery. And it was so, it was so crazy, man. Uh, and everybody was like, he, he was going through depression, and he was just so sad. And everybody was like, oh, you suck, Kanye. Your music is shit, dude. Don't drop anything else. And he sat there, and he, and he was off the map for two years. Nobody talked about Kanye. He just went into, like... Everybody was like, everybody ignored it. Because everybody didn't know where he was. Meanwhile, he's in Hawaii. He's creating this the best album he's ever created in the history of Kanye. And he sits there and he makes the, the album. And it goes down as one of my favorite albums. Uh, my Beautiful Twisted Dark Fantasy. One of my favorite albums, but possibly one of the best albums ever made. Uh, like, and that's insane. And everybody is like, because you hate to see the villain win. Like, there's a great example of, uh, of a comment section of a guy that plays this really hard piano, like near impossible piano ref or whatever. And this guy's like, oh, what? You know, it's good, but, you know, it's kind of mediocre. He's like, oh, well, why don't you take a shot at it, big man? And he releases this video of him doing it like 10 times better than the guy. Than the guy. And it's like, like, sometimes that happens. And that's exactly what happened with Kanye. Everybody hated Kanye, but look at him now. Everybody still hates Kanye. Look at him now. He scammed like uh, millions of people into listening to those listening parties of an unfinished album. Of an unfinished album, like half of that stuff was just throwaways. And he scammed people into getting list like tickets to listening parties. That's so smart. I'm sure that's a dick move, but my god, you fell for it. You think of Yeezys? Everybody hates everybody hates Kanye, but look at how much money he made out of Adidas. Look at how much money he made out of Yeezys. Before Hey Dudes were a thing. Everybody's like, oh, Yeezys, man. For a good year, everybody was like, oh, I love Yeezys, you know? Kanye, as much as you hate him, he's always going to succeed. And that's why I look up to Kanye. Because he can get he can get through it. And he can capitalize off of people's, like, hate. 
and be like, all right, well, you hate me and you don't like me, but you have to admit that this shit that I just put out is the best around. And when he, when he insulted Taylor Swift, uh, he didn't assault, he didn't insult her. He just disagreed, uh, in a, and he was drunk and he should, they shouldn't have never let him on that stage because he was bound to say something stupid. And then he came out with famous and that was fucked. What he did with it, that still pisses me off a little bit. I made that bitch famous. That's annoying. Because no, you did not. You did not make Taylor Swift famous. Taylor Swift, you, like, if you take Kanye out of, out of, like, the world. If Kanye never existed and Taylor Swift kept doing what she was doing, she'd be one of the best artists ever. Because she is still one of the best artists ever. And that's not by my opinion. That's by charts. You look at charts. You get the Swifties, bro. As cringy as that name is, those that's a loyal fan base. When you think of a loyal fan base, you think of, you think of Swifties as much as you think of um, Five Seconds of Summer. Or One Direction. Or even Cardi and Travis Scott. Like these ra- like rabid people, and I think BTS is the worst of it. I like, oh my gosh, those guys, those people are crazy. They'll die, they'll die for those people. I think Kanye fans, uh, I wouldn't die for Kanye, but people don't understand. He's misunderstood by all means, and that's that's the only thing that really pissed me off was when he did that to when he came out with Famous. It wasn't the action of going up and say, oh, you know, whatever he said, I'm gonna let you finish. But it was, it wasn't the action of that that pissed me off. It was the famous because he didn't, he did not have to do that. And he still did. And that's screwed up. But I think everybody makes mistakes, you know, I'm not going to justify that, but my God, bro. I think we need to calm down sometimes. Ooh, I smashed my knuckles, bro. Ooh, hoo. If you're still listening in, love you. You're a wonderful person. Keep doing you. I love that, bro. I think people need more of that. More positivity. In a world that we're so like. We're so like. Against ourselves. We're so divided now. Two years ago. No. That's a lie. Not two years ago. It was. It was five years ago. When Trump never ran for president. I think. When Trump ran for president, it was shit, bro. That was the end of it. Because even Obama wasn't a very good president. I like Obama as a person. I think Obama was a really cool person. He, uh, I think, like, when he went out for coffee with Jerry Seinfeld, that was so funny. And he was saying, no other president would do something like that. I think Obama was a really good president, uh... In the aspect of a people person. But I don't think. 
he was a very good president as far as presidency is. Uh, but at least we were going, you know. Uh, and of course, out of Trump's presidency, when we had those four years, we got the best economy we've ever had. And his economic ideals were so good. And I loved Trump uh, because my gas was like a dollar. I was like, man, this is really cool. But at the same time, he brought division into the U.S. Because all of a sudden, uh, like the, the left, I'm going to use the left and the right. But the left started attacking him. Oh, this guy's an asshole. And you elected him. Oh, what a dick, you know. And he's a liar, because he was. He was a liar, and he was a manipulator. But they were fucking grabbing him by the throat, man. And like, oh, Trump sucks. Orange man. Stupid orange-colored mother. You, you, you know? As, and then you have the right. Oh, he's the best president in the fucking world. He's the best. If you all ever say that any other president was better than Trump, then you're an idiot. Like that. And all of a sudden, we're divided. And then you have to be left or right. And I think that's so stupid. I think a lot of people are left and a lot of people are right because they feel like they're forced to be one or the other. You're not for it. You can have right ideals and you can have left ideals. I tend more uh, lean towards the right because I'm uh, I'm an entrepreneur. Uh, and that's like, that doesn't mean I'm a Trumpy. And that doesn't mean I'm a, like, a, a racist because I lean more right because I'm an entrepreneur and I like the fat the idea of creating my own business with no government intervention which has nothing to do with race nothing to do with Trump it has everything to do with uh the business aspect and I think a lot of politics is business uh like when you think of the left the left is more for um it doesn't matter if they're more for LGBT rights or anything like that uh because that's a big one going on uh in abortion and oh uh, you know like it doesn't matter because for me politics is looking at it from a business aspect oh well i don't want to lean towards the left because i don't like they rather have the government uh interfere with what they're doing and basically help them out of course but in the same aspect have control over what they do I don't like that idea, idea, cause, and I'm gonna explain it, uh, not very well, cause I'm not the best, you know, spoken in this, but basically, if I'm selling Legos, for example, if I'm selling Legos, uh, the the left is this, so the left is going to be. Well, I'm going to sell my Legos and I'm going to have the government come and they're going to help me out with my business and make sure my business grows. But they're going to have control over how many Legos I sell and how many Legos I can manufacture and how much money I make off those Legos and how much of that money that I make goes back to the government. Now, that's good because more businesses are successful, but it's bad because that government intervention can turn uh, very successful businesses uh, and make those people not get as much money as they would, uh, say, if there's no government intervention. Now, the right side, you have um, a potential to fail. 
uh, you have a very big potential to fail. But if I'm making Legos in my basement uh, and I start very small and I pick up steam and I am very good at managing my money and I go and I manufacture Legos and I sell them and the government has nothing to do with it. So they, I can print out, you know, 500,000 Legos if I wanted to, and I could sell them all in one day instead of printing them out, um, like in different sections of the world. Um, and like, there's no tax, you know, there's of course tax on the, uh, things that I buy in order to, uh, make the Legos, but there's no tax that I'm paying like business tax. I'm just doing my own thing. I'm selling as much as I want, whenever I want. I'm an entrepreneur. I love that idea, but it has a lot more tendency to fail. So on one side, on the left, you have a tendency to succeed in a business, but not make as much money. And on the right, you have uh, more potential to fail out of your business, but make a lot of money in the process. And I, it, that's what politics comes down to for me. And that's why I vote Republican over um, Democrat. Not because I hate gays, or not because I'm racist, or not because I'm all a MAGA fan, but because I'm an entrepreneur and I rather make money, a lot of money doing something, even if it lasts for like two days, you know, if I'm making a lot of Legos and selling them and then all of a sudden my business goes in the ground, I just made $200,000. And that's, that's the best way I can sum up why I think the way I like, I think the way I think <sighs> that was a lot to lay on you. Uh, but that's, that's basically the business aspect. Uh, and everything I've just said, uh, like, you might think that, you know, the Democratic side of that is a lot better. And that's okay. Because it is better sometimes. It depends on what you're doing, you know. A lot of farmers tend to lean right. Because who wants the government controlling how much crops they can sell? in order to keep their farm running. And that's exactly why farmers tend to lean more right. Or when you think of, um, but if you don't think of business owners, you think of um, like a lot more teachers are lean left because uh, the left is a lot more for teachers. And a lot of industry workers lean more right because the right is more for industry workers and that's how it was dude it was it was like that five years ago we were all thinking about we weren't thinking about oh the left is bad or the left is bad because they're stupid and they and they don't know anything and they're uh they're all about joe biden you know we didn't think about that stuff and on the right's bad because they hate gays and they they're they're racist and they love trump nobody thought like that five years ago Nobody thought like that. They could have a conversation like I'm having with you about why I think the way I do. I like I'm not. I'm not saying that everybody's like that. Of course, people can still have conversations, but the majority and the vast majority of people that I talk to about politics, uh, mainly on the left side now, because I'm you know I stand my stance on the right, but I'm reasonable. Some people are not reasonable. Even people on the right, I have like like that my pillow guy, which I'll touch on with Lauren. 
that guy's insane. That guy's insanely politically right. It's ridiculous to see how it's been morphed by the media. Uh, and the media can mean anything. The media can be social media. The media can be the news outlets. The media can be uh, whatever social program you use. They, they have an agenda now. And it's so dumb to see that happen. It's like it's tearing us apart as a nation. I think that's so stupid. I hate that concept that I have to be right or I have to be left. Because I have a lot of left ideals too. I have, I'm more humane with people. I think we should uh, fix the homeless pro problem. I think we should interfere with uh, foreign policies a little bit, you know, uh, help those people out. I think we should, uh, you know, provide money for the people uh, that are in a terrible time. You know, people that are living in just the absolute slums of Philadelphia and nobody's doing anything about it. I think that's screwed up. And just because I lean more right doesn't mean that all my ideals are right. That's so stupid to think like that. That's so stupid. That's so small-minded to be like, oh, well, I'm left, so everything that the left does is awesome. Or I'm right. Or, like, I lean right, so everything the right does is awesome. That's so stupid. That's so small-minded. Because you see, like, Trump did a lot of dumb things, and I didn't like Trump at all. When he was president, I hated him. Like, it was the opposite for Obama, of Obama. Because I didn't like Obama... Uh, as a president, but I loved him as a person. I hated Trump as a person, but I loved him as a president because the economy was so good. And that's uh, politics doesn't look like that, like looked at like that anymore. Politics is looked at as a civil war, basically, between red and blue, and that is so disgustingly funny. I like remember. I remember when the Democrats were calling the. The Republicans donkeys. Or wait. No, I'm sorry. The Democrats were calling the Republicans elephants. And the and the Republicans were calling the Democrats donkeys. And that was funny. That was funny because they were making fun of each other. Kind of like a fake bout. And now it's like that. Now it is about. What the heck is going on? The world is so stupid now. It's so plagued by the media, bro. Sometimes I just want to sit back and just... Like, I haven't watched the news. and Like, actually sat down and watched the news. The first time I sat down and watched the news, I was watching the Faulkner Focus over Thanksgiving break. Because it was on. I would never go out of my way to watch CNN or watch Fox News. Because they all have an agenda now. The news that you're getting isn't like the news you would get five years ago. It's not like the news you would get 10 years ago. It's not like the news you would get in a newspaper 100, or not 100, but like 50, 60 years ago, which is just told you the news. Now it's now it has an agenda. Now it has to be, oh, well, this, uh, this representative did this. That's why it's bad. You know, like, uh, what's that guy's name? Uh, he made that anime video of AOC, like chopping off AOC's head and coming for Joe Biden. It was a joke. And you can't even joke anymore. Because oh now it's now it's the worst thing that happened since like we stormed the Capitol building is uh this guy made a anime video of chopping AOC's head off and just because he's in the like the government means oh well he can't do that. Because that's a death threat. That's not a death threat, that's a joke. When you think of like 
media like Adult Swim, even Family Guy, which I'm not a big fan of Family Guy, but I see the jokes that they make, and some of them are like, man, you made that? You made that joke? But they're funny. And that's what the world, if you can laugh at yourself, and you can laugh at the way the world's going, then you're a lot more happier than the people uh, that hear those jokes and are like, oh, fucking, ah, you know? And that's why people, like, when people walk out of comedy shows, that's so disgusting. Just take a joke, dude. Sit back and take a joke. That's, uh, and we can't take a joke anymore. I can't make a joke about, like, I can't make some of the jokes I want to make on this podcast. Or I'd be dead. Come to my house with four, like pitchforks and torches, burn down my house, and kill me. Some of the stuff, I, and it's not even that bad. Some of the stuff. My God. God, it's, we're weak. We're weak as a nation, and we're weak as a, you know. We can't take as much as we used to. And that's so sad to see, man. Like, I'm, I'm an adult now. And I have responsibility. And now it's like, uh, like, watching people, how stupid they are. And people that aren't involved in politics. Or not, not involved with politics, per se. But not involved with what's going on in the world. Dude. That's what it is. That's what it's all about. Oh, well, I just care about what I'm doing in the moment. That all is determined by what's going on in the world. Politics is just such a good example of that. Because a lot of, like, the things you want to do are determined by the president you vote for. And people are like, oh, well, I don't want to vote. You know, I, I'd rather not vote. Well, okay, you don't have to vote, but you realize if you don't vote, they, you see it all the time. Oh, your vote matters. Your vote matters. It does. It absolutely does. Because it doesn't matter in the in the sense that, um, well, I put one vote in for uh, Joe Biden over Donald Trump and Joe Biden won. That vote didn't matter in that sense. That vote mattered that you care about your country. You know, oh, your vote matters. Uh, basically means, oh, you cared enough to go out about your country to go out and vote to determine its future. And people are like, oh, oh, my vote matters. Well, there's so many votes, it, it obviously doesn't matter. Yeah, in that sense, but in the sense that they're talking about, that's what they mean by that. That's what they mean by, oh, your vote matters. Is you care enough about your country. And when people go, oh, well, I'm not going to vote because my vote doesn't matter. That's so silly to me. That's so silly to me. Because the whole point of it is, if you vote, you care enough about your country to see it succeed. And through that, you could either vote for left or right, because that's what you see yourself. Or you can vote independent. And I think it's so screwed up. I hope we see an independent president in my lifetime, because I just want to see how it'd be like. You know, we haven't seen anything like that. I think it'd be cool to see how it is if it either goes really bad or really good. I'm down to see both, you know? Anyway, that got political very fast. Man. Um, 
that. I get my senior pictures taken this Saturday. Uh, sucks, dude. Because I wanted to go in my friend's house. And, well, when it comes down to it, I'd much, much, much rather go to my friend's house and get my senior pictures taken. Uh, but, you know, what do you do? Next weekend, I hope, you know. I really enjoy hanging out with friends, you know. Because it just gives you... It gives you something to, you know, move on for. <laughs> Not in, like, an edgy way. But, uh, in the sense that life is so boring without people that love you. And without people that you can love. Life is so boring in the way that, like, people look at it and they're like oh well uh everything's going on in the world right now and everything sucks in the world and omnicron is going on and we're all gonna die and you can either take that and be negative with it and be like oh well it doesn't matter because we're all gonna die from omnicron anyway or however you say it or you can take it and make it something positive well i might not have a lot of time left on the planet and we might all die from this virus so let's try to make a world a better place in the time that we have left even if that's irrational like when AIDS was going around and everybody thought they were gonna die from AIDS and everybody was like oh peace love and happiness you know uh, because and I think a lot of that peace love and happiness came from the fear that they were gonna die that's so screwed up. That's insanely screwed up. My God, that they thought they were going to all die, so they wanted to make it better. It's not only for themselves, but for the people that are going through it. And the people who die, like, that's, like, in hospice care, that's so sad, man. That makes me cry every time. Because it's like, those people are going to die. And you just, your only job is to sit there and make them comfortable. <laughs> like, comfortable with death. And some of those people, you can't. Because everybody responds to death in a different way. And it's like, ah. Oh. That's our beep. I, I get it. Alright. Well, uh, I think I have a lot more to talk about. And it is only, once again, 9 o'clock. So this might be another two-hour one. Uh, if you want to leave right now, that's cool. Uh, just the fact that you sat here and tuned in with me for an hour is absolutely wonderful. Uh, if you did that, that is awesome. If you want to listen to me more uh, and go the rest of the hour, that's, that's awesome, dude. Like, you're something else if you sit here and listen to me. My goofy ass talk about like all kinds of shit, man. Today was political, and I, I apologize for that. The next segment's not gonna be political, uh, or at least <laughs> as little political as I want it to be. I'm I'm kind of clogged up too, if you can hear me like snorting and shit. So it's gonna be an interesting next segment. Uh, if it's something you feel like you'll be interested in. Keep tuning in if you've heard enough for today, uh, then goddamn, log off. That's awesome that you 
either way, it's awesome that you guys are listening, and I really appreciate you guys listening. So, thank you. So, I will end this segment. Thanks for tuning in. And part two is coming up right now. What's up, poopers? It's part two. Sorry. Sorry about that. <laughs> I just responded to a snap, bro. That was that was silly. Um, but man, you talked about music. I talked about politics, bro. And I don't even think that's what I wanted to talk about today. I think I really wanted to talk about like love, but I don't think I should bring that up in every podcast. And I won't, but there's not a lot to, to talk about, you know, we live in a world that, that is so weird right now, and everybody's so confused, I think that's, I think that's cool, that we're working everything out, though, within ourselves, and we're like, man, we're baking each other bread, that's a big one, I see going on, uh, is we're baking each other bread, and, uh, That's awesome. Like, oh, my neighbor just made me this bread, you know? God, wish my neighbor would make me bread. My neighbor's dead right now.
Uh, oh, okay, it was recording, hopefully. Uh, if it wasn't, then that was Radio Silence with Jack Zane. Oh, God. There we go. Open me up a little bit. But kids are the future, man. I think about, uh, oh, I gotta sit up. There we go. And I think about, like, this kid, uh, he's, he's an interesting fellow, man. Uh, and he's real, he's just, he's a strange bird, you know? He wants to, he wants to get together with me, hang out, and the kid's like 13, man. I'm 18. I don't think that's crosses mind because I don't think it crosses kids mind because they're like, oh, well, I have this friend that's a lot older than me. And it's cool to have a friend that's older, but I don't think I, w I would never hang out with them, you know, because that looks really bad. You know, 18 year old hanging out with a 13 year old like that's I don't think he understands that, you know, uh, and it's not no offense to him because I'm sure he's a good kid, you know, uh, he is a good kid. He has all good intentions, but I just can't hang out with him, obviously. Because that's weird, you know. Uh, I, I feel bad about it. I feel bad about shutting him down. Like, oh, I got stuff to do this weekend. And stuff like that. Oh, I can't hang out, you know. But, but it's, it's probably for the best, you know. Because it's also not good to... Like, I, I understand... Uh, and I, I hang out with, like, kids that are 16, you know? Because uh, that's fine. And I can... I'm ra I rather a lot of people... Uh, I rather these kids hang out with me than some dude that's going to give them drugs and alcohol and take them down a bad path. And I, I understand the whole, uh, you know, rebellious 16-year-olds that are drinking and smoking and... I understand that, you know, it's good, it's good to get it all out of your system and, you know, because like, you know, uh, have, have life experiences. It's good for that. But I was, I never grew up in that household when I was, uh, like I was never drinking. Like my parents would never leave out drinks and stuff. And my dad was, my dad was a drinker for a while. And my, now my dad's five years sober, uh, so my whole like, man, a long time, bro. That was five years ago. So I was, so maybe I was oh my god, I can't even do basic math. You're thirteen, Jesus. So when he went sober, it was thirteen. And I don't like wine. I've tried wine. My mom's a big wino. Not that that's a bad thing, like, but uh, there was never like hard liquor anywhere. Because my dad was a beer guy, obviously. So, uh, there's never hard liquor. And so I've watched some of these kids, they get hard liquor, you know? Their, their parents have all this fireball laying around. They just take it shot after shot. And it's like, man, dude. I'm not saying, like, they're going to grow up to be, like, idiots. But some of those kids, man, it's so sad to see that. Of course, you can go out and drink have fun in a in a regular setting you know uh but man like think about yourself you know you're sitting there maybe it's just the way i was brought up but uh man, think about yourself like sit there and think about what you did you know you are 16 
shit face drunk every night in your uh I think it sprouts from hating ourselves. And I can't speak on that, you know, because I don't do it. But, uh, man, dude, I just don't want to see people destroy themselves. I don't want to see people destroy their liver and become alcoholics. Like, I understand getting drunk and hanging out with your friends and having fun, you know? And I don't do that stuff. Uh, I don't think that. I don't go out and, like, when I go to a friend's house, I go out to hang out, you know. I don't go out to drink. You know, I think a lot of people use those people. I don't think those uh, kids that have access uh, to alcohol, I don't think they have a lot of real friends. I think those friends that they have just are at their house to drink. I see that a lot. And... Like I said, I, it's not a bad thing always, but when it becomes uh, alcoholism at a real young age, that's that's how lives are ruined, you know. And I think that uh, sometimes it's a lack of parenting, like parenting, parenting, uh, you know, like shit parents and just let every let their kids do what they want. And, fail out of school and drink and smoke pot and uh just ruin their lives before they even start you know because of course you can go out and you can have fun but you gotta balance that shit dude you can't just let let yourself go you can't just let your grades go and get all f's and be like oh whatever i'll just drink it i'll just drink it away you know you cannot do that shit you cannot do that shit, dude. And kids do that shit all the time. They're like, oh, well, I read, oh, where's my neck, you know? Where's my, where's, oh, my God, where's my neck? Where, where's my next drink, bro? Where's my fireball? Where are your grades, bro? Where are your parents? Dude. And people fall in that trap all the time, dude. I'll never, I'll never smoke pot and I'll never drink. I'll never smoke, for sure. I'll drink, probably. Because I'll see myself drinking. Uh, but I'll never become an alcoholic. And I'll never smoke. I'm not saying that I look down on you. Just because you rather smoke a little pot sometimes. I'm saying... I, that's just not my preference. I don't see the point of it. I don't see the appeal. I don't see, you know, the effects. Like, it's not something that's appealing to me. Uh, drinking, I've seen what it does. I've seen my dad get in trouble. I've seen, I've had to live with my dad for a goddamn year on house arrest. I know what it is. I'm never going to put my kids through that. Um, and I love my dad, and I know that he always does what's best. Sorry, what's best for us. My dad is such a wonderful guy, you know. Uh, and he had that problem with drinking. He stopped it, man. He he is the strongest person I know for doing that. He is the strongest person I know. I just don't want to go down that road. Uh, 
Of course, you got through it, but it's very rare that people get through it. It's really rare. My dad's position, that never happens in real life. <sighs> Sorry. But that never happens in real life. Like, very rarely does that happen. And that's happened with two people that I know now. So now it's not, you know, it's not so far away, but I'd rather stop it before it happens. I've had plenty of opportunities to drink and get drunk. Uh, and like, and I didn't take them. I didn't take them. Just say no, you know, just say no. I did that. I took that to heart. I was like, yeah, because I seen that shit destroy people. I have friends that are getting destroyed and they're not going to get into college because their GPA is under 2.0. It's like, what the, f what? Because they'd rather go out and drink. That's insane. They'd rather go out. And it's not just drinking's one thing and doing drugs is one thing. And then you have the killer, the killer of all killers. And that's work. 15, 16, 14 year olds, bro, working. That ruins childhoods, bro. And of course, oh my God. And of course, people are in the position where they have to work uh, in order to, you know, keep for their family. And I respect that a lot. And that's big. But And it still sucks for them that they have to do that. But a lot of kids are in the position where they work just to work because that's what they think being a man and growing up is about. Uh, and that's so that's so stupid to think like that. You know. Like, it's good to be a... It's one thing to be a hard-working person. And it's another thing to be uh, a worker. If you can work every single day of your life. And uh, and people aren't going to know you for that. What people are going to know you for is being a hard worker. So I go out and I... Uh, if somebody tells me to do a job... Because I do a lot of odd jobs. If somebody tells me to do a job... I call myself the landscaping connoisseur because, uh, sorry, I had to take my belt off there. I was getting kind of, I was dying a little bit, <laughs> but, uh, sorry. All right. I changed position. My voice is a little better. I'm not as congested. Let's do it. Um, but when I do odd, odd jobs, I call myself the landscaping connoisseur and people, Oh yeah, Jack Zaner's the land landscaping connoisseur. And then I go out and I do their yard the best it's ever been done in its life. Its whole life. And they pay me a hundred bucks. They're like, this kid just did this for a hundred bucks. And they tell their friends about it. If you go out and you do every single yard job like I do. If you do that and you sit there and you go with your. Uh, and you sit there with a weed trimmer, bro. And you go and you edge their whole lawn and then you take a hand edger and make sure every spot is good. And you just polish that up to perfection and you do their, their bushes perfectly and you do all that. They're going to tell everybody. And all of a sudden you sit there, you have a business now without having a business. People will sit there and be like, oh, well, I have a landscaping business and I, well, I have advertisement. Advertisement doesn't mean shit in like tree lumber businesses. Like, uh, doing tree work and doing landscaping. Uh, those signs in the yard mean nothing. Like, Erie has team turf. I don't care. 
about team turf if i had i'd do it myself obviously because i'm good at it but it all about word of mouth when you have those odd job jobs uh it's all about word of mouth because old people uh if you do it for old people they're gonna tell their friends oh my god this and you give them their number your number they'll just relay your number and then you got all these old people calling you about about landscaping jobs and i i don't uh use my cell phone for work like my cell phone stays in my pocket i use it for social media which i'm cutting down on now uh but i use it for for personal use rather than work use and i sit there but people you're gonna if you're doing a really good job old people are gonna uh sit there and they're going to tell their friends about it. And then they're going to tell their friends about it. And they're going to tell their friends about it. Uh, and it's a big cycle. And you get all these customers. And then you do their yards beautifully. And then you're a hard worker. The town knows you as a hard worker. And then you have people that are jumping job to job. Because they're not good at working. But they know they want to work. If you're not good at working, then you're not old enough to work. And that's okay. People think that's a failure if you if you are not good enough to work and you're not smart enough to work yet. No! That is when you take a step back and you take a year. You take a year before you join the workforce again. And you learn trades. And you ask your, your grandpa or your dad, how do you do this to the best that it can be and then you practice the skill and you do your own thing you do it to yourself like landscaping you mow your lawn beautifully and you put in the time and you put in the work for a year i promise you i promise you you'll be ready but you have to put in the work in order to put in the work if that makes any sense you have to be ready for the workforce because the workforce is not going to be ready for you. Uh, I think it's very stupid when kids get jobs at 14, 15 when they don't have to. Because money isn't about everything. Money is a huge misconception. It's a huge misconception that money is everything now. Uh, of course, my big, my big thing is money doesn't, you know, mean happiness. Uh... And I still, I, I, I'm always going to believe that. Uh, there's been times in my life where I'm broke. But I live off my parents, of course, <laughs> in those times. So it's not bad. Are there times where I wish I had more money than I did? Yeah. Is it times where I wish I could dip into my savings, but I don't? Yes. Savings are everything, man. You save that birthday money, man. You save everything. Uh... Yeah, but people don't realize that. People don't realize that it's a lot better to sit there and, uh, let me think about what I'm saying here. People think that it's a lot better to have money to spend, uh, but it's not. Because when you're a kid, when you're 15, 16, 17, 
the things that you're going to go out and buy are not important. And sometimes they are, of course, uh, because it's always, it's always different for somebody else. But most of the time, the stuff that you're buying is worthless. The stuff that you're buying, you're not even going to think about a year from now. I make investments so I can buy things that I'm going to need. Like, if I go out and save for a computer because I need one for college, or if I go out and save for a, um, like a keyboard because I want to learn how to pay piano, or play piano, I'm sorry. I think I think playing piano is awesome. If you play piano, man, that's that's pretty cool, man. You're very you're a very bright person. Even if you know like a couple melodies, like piano is the hardest to learn because it's like learning a new language. And people are so good at that. <sighs> man. But anyway. What was I talking about? <laughs> yeah. yeah, but the work. Uh, it's all, like, wants. I want a computer. And I'm going to obviously come to the point where I'm going to need a computer, but right now I want a computer. Uh, right now I want a keyboard. I'm not, I never need to learn, key, like, piano, but I want to learn piano. Uh... Because even to this day, I'm not making reasonable choices with my money. I'm going out and I'm buying hats and I'm buying vinyls. But that's good because um, I have like, right now, just out of personal funds um, that I have for spending money, I have $600 that I gave myself. Uh, out of all the money, I gave myself $600 to go out and spend until I get into college. And I build up off of that. So when I do these catering jobs for my uncle, I save all the money. I don't uh, I don't take out 20 because I don't need it. I don't have a girlfriend that I can spend it on because that's really all I would spend my money on. Oh god, that sounds like I'm a simp or something, but it's not because I don't spend my money on myself. Uh I spend my money on other people. Uh, which is good, you know. But uh, I would go out. I would so I every single time I make like a hundred bucks for one of those jobs, or every time I get money from something else, I put it in that in that uh, basically in that fund. And it grows and it grows and it grows. So when I started out, I knew that I was gonna do it, uh, but I was doing it uh twenty forty or I'm sorry twenty eighty. So I put 20 for personal and 80 in the bank. And I thought about it. I was like, why? Because I do that with everything. Uh, I'm like, why am I doing this? Why can't I just make a personal fund? And that's what I did. So uh, I started doing that. And then I get 100 and I just put it in the personal fund. And I'd give myself, I'd put uh, $60 in my wallet. And I'd always have $60 in my wallet. Uh, and I'd spend it, but I'd never go over 60 bucks. Now listen to this, all right? Because <laughs> this is smart. Um, so I'd never go over 60 bucks. 
and you spend a lot less money. So let's say I went around carrying a hundred bucks in my wallet. I'm going to, I'm more viable to go out and spend that a hundred dollars. Cause I think I have more money than I have, you know, cause a hundred bucks is a lot of money, but when you go on a shopping spree, it's not a lot of money at all. Uh, but when you go out with 60 bucks and you spend 20 of that 60 bucks and you have $40 left, you're like, oh shit, I better chill out. I don't know what it is about my brain, but that's how my brain works. I go out with 60, I come back with 40. Because I just spent $20, I'm like, man. Because I know the value of a dollar. A lot of kids don't know the value of a dollar. They'll just buy shit to buy shit because they, they work. And that's cool, that's respectable. Hey, you earn that money, you can spend it how you want. But is it wise to spend it like you're doing? Is it wise to give that kid uh, $40 to get you some twisted tea so you can get drunk? You know, Is it wise to buy this new video game? Is it wise to, uh, you know, buy, buy the thing, the ball jacuzzi, bro, you know, like, are they capital investments, not capital investments, but are they investments that are going to, uh, make your life better? Maybe the ball jacuzzi will, but, but are they, are you buying it for yourself? Are you buying it? For yourself in the present? Or are you buying for yourself in the future? Is it going to affect you more in the future than it is in the present? Because in the present, I want a million dollars. In the present, I want a McLaren. In the present, I want a Fiat like f- like 560 or something. Uh, I love those cars. Like I want one of those. I want one of those in my, uh, sage green. I want... I want a Rolex on both my wrists. I want, but it's all I want. I want, I want. I'm not going to get those things for a long, long time. But, but, I know in the future, with the mindset I have right now, I can obtain those things. I'm not going to go out and, uh, if I accumulate, say, $400,000 tomorrow, with the mindset I have right now, I will not go out and buy the things I want to buy. I will go and I will invest that so it grows two times, three times what it is. So then I have four, eight, twelve. Yeah, a million, $1.2 million in the bank uh, just because I left that money alone. And I didn't spend that money because I, I, I live off of 600 bucks. Think about that, dude. That's wild. And that's so wild that I'm going to go take a piss real quick. So I'll be back.
Alright. Hopefully you guys can hear me pissing into the toilet. Uh, sorry to say it like that, but... You know, you don't need... Um, essentially, you do not need to be a genius to be smart with your money. And that's a huge misconception. I'm stupid as hell. I'm extremely stupid. Uh, I, you know, I average C and C's in math. Uh, and that's only because I try. Uh, if I didn't try, I'd get F's because I'm just stupid. Uh, when it comes to math, but I agree in the sense that math is te- taught in a way I'm so teached, which would further my point. <laughs> but uh, I, math is taught in a very bad way, where we learn something, uh, we learn how to add, and we learn how to subtract, and we learn how to divide. And then uh, if you don't know those things, who cares? We're moving on without you. So, if I don't know the Pythagorean Theorem, oh, well, you should know that. Moving on. Oh, shit, well, now I gotta look it up on my own, and I gotta learn on my own. And I don't want to learn on my own. i rather learn in school, so I just forget about it. And I do bad on a test because I didn't know the Pythagorean Theorem. Of course, I know the Pythagorean Theorem, but that's just an example. Hmm. Anyway, ugh. but I'm very, I'm very stupid when it comes to math, but I am a very good, I have a very good economic mindset. I'm a very good economist. <laughs> oh, and I'll give myself that. You know, I, I don't like to toot my own horn, but I am a very good econ- economist. Apparently I'm not a good pronunciation. Oh my God, whatever. You know, I'm, what am I, what am I doing right now? My sinuses are blocked. I ate spaghetti. Jesus, maybe I got COVID. Imagine, bro. I'm like the Magic Johnson of COVID so far. Like, I have not gotten COVID. Uh, And I've been subjected to, like, a lot of, I've subjected been subjected and like been breathed on by at least five cases now confirmed cases that's insane and i still don't have it uh i'm not saying i have a natural immunity but my god what if i do you know that'd be dope to have a natural immunity but i think i might have had it when it first was starting out and nobody really knew what it was because some family friends got it and they tested negative for the flu, but they had all the flu symptoms and they couldn't like the wife got so bad that she couldn't breathe and get out of bed for some days. And I was like, that sounds like, like now in hindsight, that's definitely COVID. And we all got it. And we're like, Oh my God. And I remember feeling like shit, dude. I had like a 103 fever and I was sitting there on the couch. I can't even get up. Oh my God. It was horrible. I'm pretty sure that was COVID for me. Uh, and, like, I hear about the natural, like, the immunity after you get it. You're not going to get it again. 
and I think that's bull, but, uh, maybe it's true, you know? Because I, I know I've been exposed to cases, um, but I just, you know, have been very fortunate in the fact that, ooh, that I haven't gotten it, so, uh, and it's crazy, COVID's such a weird thing, because everybody knows somebody that's had COVID now, and everybody knows somebody, or knows somebody that knows somebody that's died from COVID, like, it's an obvious thing, people know, cele now celebrities have died from COVID, like, um, my god, Norm Macdonald, no, I think he died from cancer, I'm sorry, I apologize, but, uh, my god, some, like, some celebrities, I can't think of any at the, on the top of my head, but I know for a fact that some celebrities have died from COVID, or at least complications of COVID, like, this is a real thing, and people like to ignore it, uh, but I'm, I'm very fortunate in the fact that I did not, uh, get COVID in this current day. And I don't think it would kill me. I'm not one to, like, and that sounds kind of crappy, but I think my immune system is very good. Like, I was drinking hose water at, like, eight years old. Uh, that shit, like, I got full lead belly, bro. Uh, you know what I'm saying? So, and I'm outside all the time. Uh, except in the winter. I fatten up like a bear. Um, it's terrible. Um, but, uh, I love nature, I love getting outside, and that's where all the disease is, you know, but if you see the people in the Congo, dude, like, fighting chimps and shit, dude, like, that's crazy, and they just, like, they're sitting there, and they're, uh, ripping apart beehives, and eating honeycomb, and bees are fucking nailing their faces and stinging their faces and then it doesn't bother them because they've been subjected to it for so long and they take those people's like shit they and that's that's not metaphorical or anything like they actually do that that's a literal term they take their shit and they study it uh which i don't understand i feel like they should just take one of them that died and go with that but you know, feces, they just want to study the feces, and I'm, you know, all right, none of my business, like, I, I'm not a scientist, but it just seems kind of weird to me, but, uh, anyway, those people are so resilient, and pe those people never get sick, people never have fevers, they just, they're just around, that's crazy, I'm so comfortable right now, Man. Wow. Those people make you think, you know, you got a bed to sleep on. You got a mattress to sleep on, at least, you know? <laughs> like. Man, that, that's a that's a funny concept meme, you know? Like, these hot bitches, like, having horrible rooms. Nasty-ass rooms, bro. That, man, that's funny think about oh my god you know I'm glad that I have the things that I have you know 
I didn't have a bed frame for a while. Now I got a bed frame, you know. Uh, I was sleeping on a mattress on the floor. Uh, held up by just like the... Whatever the under things called there. But uh, I was sleeping like that for a while. I was like, man, this, this kind of sucks. Well, at first my bed frame broke. Uh, and the wheel snapped off in the, because I'm a heavy motherfucker, you know, I'm like, I'm six foot three, I'm like, I was 240 pounds, I believe at the time, uh, that the wheel broke off, uh, and I was, God, man, and I slept in an angle, and it ruined my back, and ruined my posture pretty bad, but mainly it screwed up my back really bad, uh, and then I got the, like, and then I flattened out on the floor, on the mattress, and it was still in the middle. It was cracked and broken. I didn't know that. So I was sleeping like that. And it screwed up my bag pretty bad. Uh, and then finally I got this one. It was like night and day. It was like sleeping in a goddamn hotel room. It was beautiful. I'm still loving this. Like I'm, I'm loving this bed. This bed's awesome, bro. Like, I got the mattress going, bro. It's like Warren's here. Are you making another podcast? Dude, every day, dude. I just talk. This one's going on for like two hours, man. No one is ever going to listen to that. I know. You know, but that's okay. If I'm the only one that's listening to it, then, you know, at least somebody's listening to it. I guess. it's, It's not how many people listen to it. It's the words that I want to express. I get them off my chest, you know. Or, or I would be talking everybody's ear off all the time. Fair enough. So if I can just talk for two hours about random tops- topics, that's awesome. Yeah, I guess so. Good job. Thanks, Lonnie. Good night. Good night. <laughs> but yeah, bed. I'm glad that I got a good bed, bro. I got this from a unfortunate case. Uh, my, uh, my grandmother's friend died and they were selling her house and I hopped on that shit. We hopped on that shit. We were like, yeah, we'll take the, we'll take the bed frame. And we did, man. I feel like, do I feel a little bad about it? No, not really. Actually. I'm glad that, you know, it it wasn't just going to some random dude, you know, it was actually somebody that could have use out of it. It wasn't going to the junkyard or something. It was... Just going to someone who needed it. Because I was sleeping on the ground on a busted up frame. Like, uh, So I'm glad it, you know. She, she was a very nice person. I, I, ate, uh, I ate a lot of Perkins with her. Uh, this lady. And man, she was, she was a joy to be with. She, uh, she's, she's probably one of the people that. I'll look up to, like, that formed my ideals on, uh, formed my ideals on, uh, like, making the world a better place through giving. Cause she used to give us, like, 15 bucks, like, 15, 20 bucks on Christmas. I'm like, man, I ate at Perkins with you, like, two times, bro. And you're this, and you're this generous. And she gives candy to everybody. And she gave us little bags on Christmas, man. I'm going to miss that the most, man. 
she was such a kind person, you know. Just another... Man, a lot of death happened this year. But, you know, I think about it, like I said yesterday about it. You know, it's not about, oh, I wish I could could have spent more time with those people. It's, I'm glad that I had the time that I had with them. And I think that's how you got to look at it. Uh, I think you got to look at everything nowadays with an open mind and, a, and an optimistic outlook. Because it's so shitty right now that you need optimism. Because uh, if you're a pessimist, if you're a pessimist in, uh, in this world right now, life is going to steamroll over you. And you're going you're gonna to have a really hard time catching up. If you have an optimistic outlook, like everything's going to be good when everything does turn out good, then you're already a step ahead of that bulldozer, steamroller, whatever. And positivity is such a... I, I think about positivity a lot, man. Like, making people smile, bro. Oh, my God. I love that. And it doesn't have to be, like... It can be anybody, you know? I love making everybody smile. Even for, like, a second, like, a smirk or something, you know? Even if it's at my expense, you know? If I do some dumb shit and somebody laughs at it, like, I'm embarrassed in that moment, but when I think about it, I made that person laugh, you know? God, I love people. People are, would make the world go round, you know? And there's gonna be assholes, man. There's gonna be people that suck so bad, bro, and you just wish they'd die. <laughs> but, uh, those people are detrimental too. Like I was bullied really bad, and I'll probably talk about this on a uh, maybe tomorrow a little bit because we're getting towards the end. But I was really bullied really bad in middle school uh, because I was different, and I was I was chubby and I had uh, like a big big man boobs, and they twist my man boobs and call me like gay, and call me a faggot and stuff, and. Uh, like, people, people hang on that and be like, oh, well, oh, uh, well, that ruined my whole life, you know? But if anything, for me, it made my life better. Because if those people that, like, they're still assholes, and, like, I hate them. Like, deep down, I'm like, I, I have a strong hatred for those people. But at the same time, I'm glad that it happened. Because it, it built me as a person. Uh, because I overcame it and I'm still, I'm still weird and I'm still different and I'm still misunderstood, but that doesn't mean that I'm going to change something for somebody else. As, as bad as it might, like, as, as annoying as I am to some person, I might be funny to another person and it doesn't matter because I'm not going to change for one person. I'm not going to change for one person uh, one way or the other, basically. Oh, I could be, I could be, you know, Jack's funny, but he could be funnier. All right, well, I'm funny. All right, that's fine. 
People tell me that a lot that I'm funny. I'm all right with that. I don't. I don't see it a lot. I, I know I do goofy things, but I don't. I don't think if I was doing stand up uh, that I'd laugh at myself. I don't, I don't think I would. But uh, people call me funny. I'm all right with that. Oh, you could be funnier. No, I'm not gonna do that. Because that would require me to change who I am as a person. And be yourself is a big thing I push on the Jack Zaner show. Because uh, it's true, man. You hear it all the time. It's a, it's an overspoken phrase, but it's, it's so true. Because it's the aspect of all human mind. It's be yourself. And people travel. Uh, and people go on spiritual journeys because of it like be yourself what is it what is it to be me and people will think about it and hang on it uh and i did for a little bit i was like who am i like people told me to be myself but who am i and i came out on the other side me you can't sit there and you know be somebody you're not you gotta be yourself uh, and people won't give in to that statement. People people won't try to find who they are. They'll, they won't be themselves. They'll be what uh, people want them to be. Like, celebrities have that problem a lot. Where they, you know... Like, Nicado Avocado. Huge example of what that... He's not himself. He's not being himself. He's satire. It's so obvious that he's satire, but he's sick. He's mentally sick at the same time. So people are like, oh, is he actually insane or is he satire? He's both. He's absolutely both. He has ruined his health beyond repair, and he realizes that he gets more views if he acts like a crazy person. That's terrible. And he's not himself. Himself is, uh, he's happy, and he plays violin. And he's, I'm sure he's a great guy in real life, but he's, he's mentally sick to the, uh, in the aspect that, um, he won't let people in on what his life actually is. He just puts on a character, uh, and that's stupid. I think that's stupid. I think, I think everybody should go on a spiritual journey uh spiritual stuff is so cool bro there's so much stuff there's so much spirituality everywhere in the world and if you can have a connection with your own mind you're set absolutely you're set if you can connect with your inner mind bro oh my god dude you're set for life because you have that, I you have something to go for, you know, something that pushes you, and that's you don't want to let yourself down because you made it this far, and you have a relationship with yourself. Uh that's so cool, bro. God, there's so many beautiful people in this world. So many beautiful. Beautiful people, beautiful dudes, beautiful, like beautiful women, beautiful, like, beautiful old people. You know, 
uh, not like, and none of them are physically beautiful. Well, of course they are, you know. But that's not what I mean by that, is what I mean. Uh, beautiful people that just, just sit down and have a talk with them. And realize, like, people who are, that's what I want to say. That's what I'm trying to say. People, there are no better person in this world than the people who are comfortable with themselves. And the people who know who they are. I love those people. I think those people are so beautiful. I love that. So, sum it up on the Jack Zayner Show. Be yourself. We'll talk about, if I remember, we'll talk about, like, middle school tomorrow. If I have the time, you know, because I'm going to get late, uh, get home late from uh, machine class. So, if anything, it'll be Wednesday after my guitar lesson. Uh, yeah, it'll be, or tomorrow. So, thanks for tuning in to the Jack Zayner Show. If you stayed this long to hear me speak, oh my God, you're beautiful. I love you. And you are why the Jack Zaner show is continuing. So, thanks for tuning in. Uh, if you like the show, you know, be free. Go, I mean, uh, feel free to tell your friends about it. Uh, if that's if it seems like something your friend would be interested in, you know, tell them about it. You know, tell them about the Jack Zaner show. The Jack Zaner show is the coolest show on the entire internet. Uh, thank you for tuning in, and I hope to see you and, and have us talk with you, uh, even though it's just me talking, on the next episode of the Jack Zaner Show. And hopefully, uh, on Friday, me and Lauren can get together and talk about the crazy things that are going on this week. So, once again, thank you for tuning in. Uh, if you liked it, tell a friend that, uh, you're awesome. You're beautiful. Everything that I just said. All right. We're good. And we're set. Bye.